0: Welcome to episode four of the Roundabout Town podcast. My name is Kevin Boniface and I've worked as a postman in West Yorkshire for over 25 years. Throughout this time I've kept a journal of my experience in the hope that writing things down will somehow make them more comprehensible. I'm not sure it's worked. Episode four, a very active woman for a blind lady. Next to the chip shop, which, according to the note masking tape to the door, is closed due to ill health, although Peter's computers, which operates out of the same building, is accessible via the telephone number provided, I see a flock of about 30 waxwings in a rowan tree. An elderly man in a thick woolly hat stands on the front step of his terraced bungalow, throwing birdseed out onto the grass. A flock of 50 pigeons gather before a council worker on a green tractor mower rounds the corner and scatters them. The man looks up and shouts to me, ''Have you got out for here?'' I say I haven't, and he goes back inside. I see the pigeon man again as I'm refilling my mail pouch in the stock room of Sycamore News. He shuffles past the open doorway towards the pet food aisle. Thirty seconds later... He passes the other way, carrying four tins of cat food. He repeats this operation four more times. Back and forth he goes over a period of about five minutes. During the third excursion, he glances up and notices me. Aye, lad, he says, without breaking his hesitant stride. Open the door! I see the wax wings again. This time, they're in the tree by the flats where the skinny Asian man with the grey jeans and studded belt is trying to gain access by shouting Raymond. I pass John Scott in his battered vivaro. I pass the old post office, which is now a spa. I pass the woman in the shorts walking a bulldog. I pass the woman with the bubble perm and the lanyard going into the co-op. I pass Claire and Dave at the bottom of Henry Frederick Avenue. The low sun casts the shadow of the dry stone wall into the middle of the road, and the tops of the moors are occluded by cloud. I crunch over acorns and beech nuts up Crossland Bank, and squeeze between the high Pericum and the Hyundai with the flat tyre. The woman in the long green quilted coat is talking to a border terrier. Where is that poo, Rosie? I've seen you do it. And over the road, the builders are listening to Caribbean Queen. Higher into the hills of wood smoke and lavender and starlings on wires and church bells and hydrangeas and Kate Bush songs from open windows and wicker baskets and Wellington boots a possible sighting of another small flock of waxwings, and a definite sighting of a huge flock of lapwings. Mr Barton has fixed a hook adjacent to his back door on which he hangs the fully loaded super soaker he uses to dissuade cats from fouling his borders. He has also been shooting squirrels with an air rifle. I've counted seven dead in his back garden in the last few days. When I asked him about it earlier in the week, He claimed they'd all died of old age, but yesterday he admitted to having shot them. He said, they don't understand death like we do, and he made a fist with his right hand and beat his chest above his heart. We're the only ones who know we're going to die. As I make my way back to the van after a failed attempt to deliver a parcel... I'm intercepted by a short, middle-aged man with a grey side parting and a three-quarter length beige anorak. You can leave that with me if she's not in. She's rarely at home. She's a very active woman for a blind lady. I thank the man and hand over the parcel. Could you pop me a note through, though, just to let her know I've got it, he says. I can, I say, but how will she read it if she's blind? The man smiles wisely. Sense of touch, he says and he taps his eye with his forefinger and explains, when these pack up, the others pick up. I see the waxwings in the church gardens again, the fourth day running. Mr Mahmood has paved over the paving he paved over his garden with. He's laid some new bright yellow concrete flags over the old cracked ones. He's used no bedding, mortar, or fixture of any kind, except at the edges where the flags adjoin his crumbling garden wall. Just a lumpy, smeared trail of cement runs around the perimeter joints. The sun comes out. Jackdaws peck at something dead in the road, and an ambulance drifts by slowly as I follow the old woman with the dun up to the top, Parker, pink floral leggings, and four-pack of special brew out of the newsagent's. She almost loses her balance and has to steady herself on the bin. The ragwort in the back of Mr Brooks transit pickup is a couple of feet tall now, and the dead badger in the road isn't a dead badger, it's a Ramones t shirt. A couple are having sex in the back of a plumber's van. Ernest says his new puppy hasn't been a bit of bother. Two women are talking at the bus stop. One Direction perfume for under a tenner That's not to be sniffed at The pub is already taking bookings for New Year's Eve Food will be served between 7 and 10pm Tonight they are serving tapas between 6 and 9pm And there's a wet pair of suede loafers in the hyacinth bed I give Peter a lift home As we pull up outside his house he says Rabbit stew for tea tonight Very nice I say I shot it myself in Tadcaster a month since, he says. Aye, cut it in half and bang it in freezer. He pauses for a moment and then goes on. She suggested having venison. I said, no, love. Get that rabbit from Tadcaster out and make a stew. In the car park of the supermarket, a brand new C-class Mercedes parks across two spaces and three men in puffer coats with outsized fur-trimmed hoods climb out. Later, I see them in the veg aisle. Two of them are air-punching by the turnips, while the third waits in the queue to weigh his carrots. This episode of Roundabout Town was written and produced by me, Kevin Boniface, at Westview Study Centre, for no good reason with original music by Kevin and Edie Bunnyface, Roundabout Town is published in paperback by Uniform Books. Please like and subscribe.